World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. There's an awakening going on all around us. I know that you guys don't believe that, but I... I just see it everywhere that I go. And one of the big problems that we're facing is um, censorship. It's not able to get the truth out. You know, Tucker went and interviewed um, Putin. Can't wait for that to come up. But so much of, uh, I, I, I got a lot of great stuff today. But before before I get too deep into it, two things I got, I got to cover. Uh, I don't know what, what's happened. Uh, Steve Deck made me aware of something yesterday that I want to, Make aware to some of you out there. I don't know about you guys. I never check my credit card. I, my credit card comes, I pay it. I never check to see. I just never do. I don't know if you do. Well, uh, Steve Deck checked his credit card the other day and realized that uh, he's been given a certain amount of money to pass assault over the last year and uh, is in charge on his credit card. It, it never showed up on his credit card. And so, in other words, Steve, over the last 12 months, thought he was donating and he wasn't. And I would just ask each one of you to check, just check and see if maybe that's happening to you as well. I don't know. I talked to Jared about it yesterday, exactly what's going on. And uh, I just, uh, so I'm, I'm just making you aware of that. Check your credit cards and see if they're going, see if it's going through. Because, you know, cr- crazy, crazy stuff. That's that's issue number one. Issue number two, I get to go talk to the seniors over at uh, uh, Worthington Kilbourne this, after, this morning. Got to be there at 8.30, so I'm going to make a really quick getaway here halfway through the show. Did I say 8.30? Yeah, 8.30. And uh, just, um, man, be praying that their eyes will open. They'll understand. They'll see exactly what's going on. Uh, the awakening is happening. It's underground. It's uh, it's rumbling. And I just want to do a, a lot of what I want to talk about today. I want it to be a um, first part of it's going to be a monologue because I got to get out of here. But I got I got to show you this stuff. I just some stuff I got to get into you today. Uh, Number uh, pull up number one for me real quick, Spence. And again, uh, don't forget uh, Sunday Super Bowl. We're praying Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Amen. Amen. This was up on Steve Quayle today, and I thought Craig Mickle. I thought of you out there today, and I thought about the church universal, the church in general, how callous and uncaring we really are. And if you stop and think about it, what type of people? What type of people? Hmm, sacrifices their children. What kind of people do, do that? What kind of Christian people look the other way at the abuse of children? And this was posted on SteveQuayle.com uh, today, and I thought of Craig Mickle, and I just thought I would read this to you real quickly. Uh, we, don't lo- we don't love our children, folks. We don't love our, our children. And uh, the father-son, father-daughter, the mother-daughter relationship we're supposed to have is supposed to be a model of our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And maybe this explains a lot of it. This is written by some, uh, be at the bottom of the t- t- bottom, it'll tell us who it was. <clears throat> it says, for the children, where have all the children gone? 
I just want you to think about this as we read this. Think about the abortions, the, the 70, 80 million, million children that aren't here, and the church is ambivalent about it. Oh, they're pro-life. They don't, they don't care. They don't care. They'd be more upset if they were shooting puppies on the street. Somebody say amen. Amen. Are more upset if they were shooting puppies. We don't even we don't even protect our heritage, our children. Children are the heritage of the Lord. Fruit of the reward womb is his reward. Our children are the reward to the Lord. It's our gift to God. The way is so dark from the cage to the garden and the hands of the entities, evil and hardened. They choose the most innocent, helpless, and weak as gifts for the one whose riches they seek. Where have all the children gone? Mighty warriors fight the throngs. At every border, money moves to purchase children for abuse. Ripped away from mother's milk, sacrificed to Satan's filth, while holy ones drink wine, bread, bread. The broken ones give flesh, blood red. Blacker than the blackest nights, hidden in a web of lies. Eyes are covered, limbs are bound, captured swiftly from your town. Can you hear the mother's screams? Can you see the children's dreams? Do their stories take your breath? Do you mourn? Their tortured deaths. I'm talking to the church now. I'm talking to the church. This stuff's going on around us. Where have all the saviors gone? Singing their religious songs. Do they pray on callous knees for the children to be freed? Prophets' words portend the day that fires will burn, will fly away. They praise themselves for hearing from God while traffic flows here and abroad. Their smart TVs, electric cars, secret church with coffee bars, the mainstream news and lies from hell have put them in a prison cell. Dressed in black and Satan's red, celebrities delay their deaths, pyramid hands and serpent eyes creating their own suicides. Where have all the children gone? In the hands of hellish spawn? Have we chosen to ignore the fate of the children in this war? Some are rescued from the dens. Ponies on a farm, they're friends. Some will cross the border white into heaven's glowing light. There's a garden sweet and fair, and when the children gather there, a cloud of saints will come along and join the angels in the song to bid them welcome from their tombs, anoint them with a sweet perfume. No more cages, screams, or tears, satanic chanting in their ears. No more smoky stench of atmosphere. Now, holy, fragrant garden mist, the Father's voice and Jesus' kiss, Golden vials of incense, prayers, our love that brought the children there to the garden 
sweet and fair. So what sacrifice will Christians make to change the children's horrid fate? Let your holy anger rise, your fervent prayers raise to the skies. Then listen for that still small voice and follow him who made the choice to save the children from the fall. His blood and body saves us all. There is a garden sweet and fair for the children in our prayers. The unbelievable way that we treat throwaway children in America. And if God is just and his justice cannot sleep forever, how's he gonna how's he gonna deal with this? What's God gonna say to the American church who did not care? Remember, it says in, in is it Matthew that Jesus said that it would be better for you to put a millstone around your neck and throw you into the deepest part of the ocean than to mistreat even one of these little ones who believe in me. Like to like to get some white out and white out that part out of my Bible. Come on in, Craig, because I know it's a hard issue for you. I got something else I want to get up there before before I have to leave here in about fifteen minutes. Go ahead, Craig. I just want to say, if if you go to SavingGodsChildren.com, at the very bottom is Sheila Zelensky's power prayer of protection over the children, and so anybody can print that out and agree, you know, with that um, right off your your printer. And also uh, next to about our mission, I put a two minute uh, link about the five shocking truths about human trafficking in America, which actually talks about the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, you can learn about that. And under interdiction stories, we uh, put in a, um, a link from two years ago, actually three years ago in Tampa, it, about the sheriff who actually went progressive and, and arrested 75 people in Tampa during the Super Bowl weekend. So there's some stuff there on the website to uh, do. But that prayer from Sheila Zawinski at the very bottom, please print that out. Pray over the children over uh, Las Vegas right now. Oh, boy, the trafficking. It's the number one trafficking day in America. Come on in, Dale. Then nobody else. I, got, I want to share something. A- a- amen, Coach. It is, you know, I remember that one time we were up in Mississippi, we went through that line. It was how many children are aborted, but then yep. how many children are rejected from their parents and they're on drugs, they commit suicide. It, it's a staggering number. And then, Coach, we talked about this probably uh, several months ago. I shared, you know, that Psalms 127, as arrows are in the hands of a warrior, so are children in one's youth. Brother, we have then, then you get the shiny church. And what we do, what do we do with our children? We treat them like that family crest and we put them on the wall, right? And, yep. and, we, and what do we do? We idolize them instead yep. of taking them out to battle. What you yep. think about when you add that up, how many of them? are actually making it truly to be good warriors for the kingdom yeah, in those numbers. When they draw pictures of giraffes, right? We think that's it. Um, draw pictures of giraffes. That's it. That's their Christianity that we give them. Amen. I'm kind of cynical this morning. Very cynical this morning. Um, pull up uh, my commentary today. I want to I share this with you. I told you the Lord told me yesterday, the new world order is satanic. I wrote about that today. And uh, I think we have to declare, I think we have to begin, those of us who 
look, this ain't this ain't your daddy's America, folks. This ain't your daddy's America. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't my daddy's America. This isn't God bless America. Almost, I, I, can I tell you, be honest with you, I don't pledge allegiance to the flag anymore. I don't do it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States, to the, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible. It's not true, friends. It's not true. There's a difference between the government and the people. And that's what I wrote about today. And just hang with me here a second. Uh, humor me, if you will. What is the old, what? This is printed today at News Reviews, and it'll go out on our email today. What is the old world world order, and why do we want to replace it with a new one? That's a good question to ask ourselves, isn't it? Huh? What's wrong with the old world order? <laughs> when George Bush stood up there in 19 whatever year it was and told us there was a new world order, what was wrong with the old one? Well, I'm going to explain it to you today. What you're about to read will make perfect sense to some of you, others will not so much. A worldview is... Uh, well, the way an individual views the world. What you believe shapes the way that you process information. It's the filter through which you run every thought and every issue. Remember we talked about the other day about uh, familiar, um, familiar spirits? It's part of the worldview thing, right? New Age Oprah Winfrey calls it your truth, as if two opposing viewpoints could both be true at the same time. Up cannot be down. Left cannot be right. Inside can never be outside. Once you walk in, you're no longer out. Once you are up, you're no longer down. It's basic science and logic. Provable, testable, verifiable. Your perspective viewpoint can change. But up can never be down, and down can never be up. You you with me so far? A man can never be a woman, and a woman can never be a man no matter how much one believes it to be true. Bruce Jenner can never be a woman, no matter how much he or you believe he is, because simply believing something does not make it true. There are many different worldviews. We call them things like science, religion, philosophy, but ultimately everything is subject to truth. Here's a simple question we must all ask ourselves. Is it possible to believe something that is not true? If so, how does one determine what is true? Science alone? Can science be biased? Can science be bought? Did the masks really work? How do you know whom to believe? This treatise is written with what is often called a biblical worldview. I believe the Bible is true. That it's the foundation of all human knowledge. That is why it's called a biblical worldview. It's the way I view the world and the way it functions. But at the heart of the biblical worldview is a creator, an all-powerful, omnipotent, everlasting, alpha and omega, beginning and end, king of kings and lord of lords. That belief system shapes everything I do. Americans used to believe that. We taught it to our children in school. Every school, public schools, government-funded schools. From the founding of this nation, Thomas Jefferson, who penned the Declaration of Independence, also wrote, God who gave us liberty, gave us life, gave us liberty. And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we've removed the only firm basis of conviction in the minds of the people that the liberties are the gift of God, that they're not to be violated, but with his wrath, 
Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, and his justice cannot sleep forever. Could it be that belief and worship of Jesus Christ was at the heart of the old world order? Let me go, let me let me go back there again. Could it be that belief and worship of Jesus Christ was at the heart of the old world order, the one they want to do away with, right? And that it is the focus and goal of the Luciferians to insert Lucifer as the head of the new world order. A government where Jehovah no longer rules in the halls of Congress, the children of the devil usurp power and authority, granted specifically to Christian men, read Matthew 5. What was it John Lennon saying? Imagine there's no heaven. Isn't that the heart of the new world order? Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Get rid of the borders, right? Nothing to kill or die for. No religion, too. Imagine all the people living in peace. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. Imagine no possessions, Klaus Schwab. I wonder if you can. No need for no need for greed or hunger. A brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. Klaus Schwab couldn't have said it any better, could he? The synagogue of Satan now rules America. We'll say it again, friends. The synagogue of, if you don't grasp this, if we don't grasp this, we will never advance the kingdom. The synagogue of Satan now rules America. Amen. You see, the new world order isn't new at all. It's nothing more than a continuation of the battle spoken of in Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage? People imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth, there are kings of the earth, set themselves and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. From the beginning of time, Whoa, get that off of there. From the beginning of time, Satan has tried to steal what didn't belong to him. Folks, a kingdom. Satan's after the kingdom. He's still wrestling for it today. Christianity and its influence is almost non-existent in our government today. In fact, all of the power of God's people has been surrendered to the Luciferians. The American government is tyrannical. It operates at the behest of Satan and his minions. A coup has been underway since 1947 when SCOTUS ruled Jesus unconstitutional. And, oh, Lord, help us. But see, there are only two teams on the field, Team Jesus and Team Lucifer. Team Lucifer is now winning because Team Jesus refused to engage in the battle. As Bob Dylan warned us in the 60s, you got to serve somebody. Ask yourself this question. Who is the American government serving? Mm. Ain't Jesus. Huh? It ain't Jesus, is it? See, most Americans don't believe in the devil. Not really. Not in an advancement of evil kind of way. The Luciferians have programmed us to focus on politics as if it were the other political party that was evil. But friends, both political parties are evil. Both serve Satan. Jesus told us that you are either for me or against me. Both parties serve government. Both parties have agreed to govern apart from the kingship of Christ. That'd be a good place to amen. 
Both parties want to govern without Christ. Amen. government supports baby murder. Homeless Republicans, too, by the way. All they make noise against it. Luciferian government supports baby murder, homosexuality, transgenderism, government theft through taxation, an unjust justice system, invasive wars, government-sanctioned murders, pornography as free speech, just to name a few. America was the shining city set on a hill. They gave light to the whole world. But we've allowed them to put a bushel basket over the light. If America goes down, we will descend into the most unbelievable, unimaginable darkness. We're not going under, though. Where am I? Lost myself. Lies, deception, and fear are the instruments of Lucifer. And there are three more appropriate descriptions. Are there three more appropriate descriptions of the weapons the American government is displaying today? (laughs) Ask yourself, is that the weapon of the American government? Lies, deception, and fear? Charles Finney warned us nearly two decades ago. If there's a decay of conscience, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the public press lacks moral discernment, it's the pulpit's fault. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit's responsible. If the world loses an interest in Christianity, it's the pulpit's fault. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation, the pulpit is responsible for it. If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible for it. Jesus is the light of the world. We must turn the light back on in America. But, But folks, that's not the attitude of the American church, is it? The attitude of the American church is America's not worth saving. It can't be saved. We've got to save Israel. Oh, we can't save child trafficking. We can't get involved with that because it might cause us to stand up and not watch the Super Bowl. I mean, just everywhere you look, we have absolutely no love for our fellow man, especially for our children. How has this happened to us? How has a nation of Christians... See, we were talking yesterday about Russia being more Christian than America. 90 million Christians in Russia. How many Christians in America? How many Christians in America? Nobody. Nobody gives a damn. Nobody gives a damn. I'm going to play one thing and I'm going to have to leave. I'll I'll jump back on here in a second. I want to get this out there. Pull up number six. Eli Crane. Say, who's he? Congressman. I don't even know where he's from. I don't even know where he's from. Go ahead and play it. How long is it? Three minutes and 47 seconds. Thank you. Can't hear it. Thank you guys for coming. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Matt and Ms. Stefanik for leading on this. You know what I love about this? Watching uh, where President Trump is at in the polls. I love it because it shows the American people don't trust you guys. And they shouldn't. He's going to the press. full of it and everybody knows it. There's a few honest journalists in this town, but they're very few and far between. You know how I know it wasn't an insurrection? Because he hasn't been charged with insurrection. And we can all see by the lawfare how he's facing up over 700 years in jail right now, how they've tried to destroy this man, destroy his businesses, that if they felt they had 
an inkling of a chance of convicting President Trump of jaywalking or insurrection, they would absolutely charge him. You know how else I know it's not an insurrection? Because this is the first insurrection in the history of the world where the people that were a part of it were unarmed. Pretty hard to do if you walk around and see how many individuals are carrying firearms. All right. Last thing I want to say about how I know it's not an insurrection is because I actually listened to the words of the president. If you're trying to stoke an insurrection, you don't tell the people listening, hey, I want you to go over there peacefully and patriotically. All right. This is not an insurrection. What it is, is a party that's scared to death of this man because he's America first. And he's shown time and time again, he's willing to bust up the swamp and he continues to beat you like a drum. That's what this is really about. And for all you journalists out there, you know, that are pretty cowardly, some in this room right now, you don't have the, you don't have the balls to write the truth. And even if you did, your publishers wouldn't publish it because you're a part of a propaganda outlet, probably one of the biggest in the history of the world. If you had any courage, I want, I want some, you to ask some questions about that day, January 6th, that we keep talking about. Why is the pipe bomber not been caught yet? Huh? Why is the pipe bomber not been caught? The one individual that could have committed multiple mass, mass casualties has not been caught yet. Go look at, go, go follow some of uh, BD's reporting over at Revolver News. He's got some uh, evidence for you guys. What's going on up here with January 6th is there's a pretty big cover-up actually going on up here in Capitol Hill about some of the involvement of our government. And uh, it's quite unsavory. And I want to acknowledge uh, Rep. Massey's work on this lately and others who have been trying to get to the bottom of it. But here's some other, here's some other questions for you journalists to ask. Why did it take so long for Ray Epps to be charged? Hmm? Go, go watch videos of Ray Epps on that day and how he was stoking the entire thing and how long it took him to be charged. And yet there were so many people that were brought in, brought into the D.C. jail and they're still there to this day. So if you guys want to ask some questions, those are some questions. But the bottom line is we all know President Trump didn't, did not commit insurrection. And he's probably going to be the president of the United States once again. And so I'm happy to be a part of this resolution. I'm happy to support the president. And I'm happy to call out all you little cowardly liars in the press. Thank you. Uh, Amen. Okay, so listen, listen. Again, not an endorsement of... Trump, it's, that's not the, if that's the way you hear it, sorry, sorry, sorry. Here's the truth, folks. We have a government that is against the people. Do you, don't you see it? Don't you see Amen. it? The government is against the people. And the government is controlled by Luciferians, folks. Luciferians. How are they doing it? Well, they're probably doing it a lot of different ways. But always follow the money. We, we just saw yesterday that uh, four... Four Republicans voted against a, a, a bill to close the border. Four Republicans voted against it. Folks, how does that happen? Other than somebody else is controlling them. We have lost our government. We've lost it. That's why there's so much pushback from the dark side, because the dark side understands for the first time that they might be losing their grip a little bit on exactly what's going on. 
We've got to stop sitting around waiting for Donald Trump or waiting for the Republican Party, waiting for whatever. We are the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside each and every one of us. And at some point, those of us who carry the name of Christ are going to have to stand up right where we live and say, no, damn it. Boom. Amen. That's the only way it's going to change. This idea that well we get to oh well, we're going to have fifty two seats in the house and oh my Ireland the Senate and oh we're going to have a majority in the house how stupid are you how stupid are you Luciferians are in control it's a spiritual battle my friends yes Randy we are the change we are the change. I'm going to say this and I got to go and I'm going to open it up and you guys can come in here and have at it till I get in my car. Hey, Michelle, send David down here. My grandson stayed all night last night. And uh, my, my, my grandchildren, our grandchildren have never spent the first day, nor will they ever in government schools. Not the first day. They never will. Because Amen. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to show you why in just a second. Amen. I'm going to show you why in just a second. This little precious little guy that's getting ready to come down the steps here stayed with us last night. I think it, Gigi's trying to wake him up. Uh, you know what he? You know what he? I said, I'm, I'm sitting there last night, get, just getting ready to go to bed, and we have this illustrated, really good illustrated Bible. Davy, come over here, man. Davy. And I look over there. And David's reading out of that Bible. Dave, tell all these people, slide in here a little bit more so I can see you, buddy. Tell all those people, what story did you read in that Bible last night? Do you remember? No. You don't remember what it was? About the battle with Ahab and all that kind of stuff and the spears. And and what did you say to me last night about, about the Lord? We were talking, I'm sorry, Dave, put you on the spot. We're talking about the severity of the Lord, how the Lord is not all nice and loving. And there's stories and stories and stories in the Bible that David was reading there last night that is so deeply embedded inside him. They ain't never going to pry that out, folks. He's not, he's not reading the Bible about elephants and giraffes. He understands good and evil and the war that's gone on. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And if you're not teaching that to your children and grandchildren, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Luciferian-controlled government schools that you're being forced to pay for, they're going to do it? I love this little guy. And here's what I'm going to get to do now. I now get to go get in my car and drive 45 minutes and go walk, speak to 150 18-year-old skulls full of mush who've been brainwashed in atheism and Luciferianism, and that's the standard in the school. You understand, in that classroom today, I'll be the freak. I'll be the freak. How do we get to this point? I just encourage, uh, extol you all, man. It's right here before us, right here, right now, that Luciferians are in such danger they're capable of anything, folks. Keep, Keep fighting. Running. We got to, it's the battle's where we are. I got to run. I'll see you in a few minutes. Clay, come on and bring him in. Thanks, Davey.
Somebody take it over. All right, Mara, come on in. Are you ready? Can't hear you. You got to turn your mic off, Mara. Apologize. The computer got, the button got uh, stuck. Thank you so much, Brother Cray. Yes, in regard to what Coach said, in regard to God, who is for me and who is against uh, God, Isaiah 45, 5 through 7, it is written, I am the Lord and there's none else. There's no God besides me. I girdle thee through thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west. And there's none beside me. I am the Lord. There's none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Cray. God bless you. You're welcome. Hallelujah. Brother Roger Weaver, how are you doing this morning? Are you there, Roger? All right. Well, let's go on to Sheila. Sheila, how are you this morning? Um, I sent a note to Coach, and so I'm going to I'm going to share it with you. I sent the information. This is all in the books uh, from the very first book because Albert Pike brought the fifth century satanic cult to America, started all the secret societies from Europe in America, including the KKK. And he was a grandmaster of it for 12 years until his death. He did all of that in 1864. Also in 1864, this is the year after the Civil War. Both parties agreed to establish the Knights of Pythias. They did it by an act of Congress. And we've been paying for these secret societies through and through who are over the Red Cross and American Cancer Society since 1864. Albert Pike in 1871 gathered 33rd degree Masons globally. He brought the world order in 1871 to Charleston, Georgia. Nothing is new. And at the same time, they started the corporation in America and put us back under the crown of England. So we have never really been free. And the people knew this back in the 1860s, which is why they fought the Civil War, thinking they were going to make a difference, thinking they were going to have liberty and freedom, and they did not. So what we're fighting is that these two parties have been the same party since before the Civil War. They did nothing about the killing of Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was killed by the Knights of Pythias team. And that's why Dr. Samuel Mudd was put in prison is because he set the leg of John Wilkes Booth. All of this is in my books because we need to understand we've never been operating as a Christian nation since that time. Well, Sheila, you always bring some great information in here. And, uh, you, you know, you keep referring to your book. So a lot of people that are new in here may not know that you're the uh, the founder of His Best Ministries. And uh, your website, I, I believe, is hisbest.org. Uh, but those books that you've got uh, for the sake of America book series, that's what you're referring to. Is that right? 
Yes, for the sake of America and nation restoration covers all the infiltration. They've done it in every nation, and now they did it with us to cause identity theft. With, you know, uh, how many books do you have now? Five or six? Um, the book series is five. There's 18 bringing to that book series. So it starts with the trilogy of a faith walk, because if you're filled with faith, and then he had me do what I was preaching about globally, and that's it, his storehouse principle, because we aren't focusing on the people and their needs, so that they wonder, who is this God you serve who does all, provides all for all? And then the third one is God's currency. So if we're filled with faith, functioning in the storehouse, we can operate in his currency, so the currency in the world crashing wouldn't even matter. And that was done as an urgent thing in 2014. And he had me do all three of those. And he had me do a workbook for Storehouse Principle. All of that was done in two months, from February 15 to April 18 of 2014. And I thought I was done writing books. That's the first four done in two months. And, and folks, when you hear her say, he had me do this, uh, she's referring to Heavenly Father, uh, the Holy Spirit led her to do this, to write these books. And uh, they're very useful for teaching your family and for homeschooling your children. You might want to go to hisbest.org and, and check those books out. Sheila, I heard something the other day that I thought maybe you would uh, have some knowledge of for sure. And uh, I heard them referring to, uh, we were talking about the pharaohs over in Egypt and how a lot of those traditions got brought over to North America. And uh, somebody referred to George Washington as as being like the Pharaoh of America or the or the Pharaoh uh, of the of New Israel. And uh, and that's why that the Washington Monument is a big obelisk in the Egyptian, you know, in the Egyptian tradition standing out in front of the White House. And I thought, man, I bet Sheila would have some information on that. Yes, um, that's where the secret societies come into play. Um, and George Washington, they said he was a Mason. If he was a Mason, he would have been a British Commonwealth Mason. And that's a completely different thing. They made it so much stronger. The oath, There's so many more oaths that they take in America. They took us under uh, Allah, ISIS. Nobody knew what those names were. Frederick of Prussia, the leader of the First World Order, um, First Empire World Order, Reich. Uh, they're all the same. And um, so where we're at is that in America, we didn't understand that we were taken in under all of this. Because if you look at the renouncing prayer of the entry level, Masonic is entry level. Everyone gets upset about Masonic. Guys who do go the first night have to take the first three oaths to become a lifetime member. But you can renounce your way out of all of these oaths. But where it takes you is exactly what you're saying, Clay. It takes us under the old Egyptian structure of satanic religion. And um, what happened, that's where Albert Pike brought all of this in. And he's the one that brought the Masonic Order in. They added all of these additional oaths. And the highest one is to Ahura Mazda. That is the ancient religion of Iran. And that religion is what they were living in Egypt. And so they took us right back into enslavement by having all these men take all of these oaths. And then the men have to be controlled because if you don't do this, uh, every one of these oaths has the most horrific consequences. 
And nobody ever felt they would be responsible for those consequences. And that's why now they're panicking because now they're coming under judgment of the people because the people are finding out what they've done to us. And what you'll find in these big mega churches is that the entire elder board, the entire trustee group, because they've all turned it into corporation structures. When in the true church, there's nothing above the apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher. That's it. Those fivefold ministry is it. There's no district superintendents. There's no elder uh, board. There's no boards. There's no trustee group. There's nothing. That is in all of these churches. The whole the whole structure has taken us under corporate law. And Albert Pike, that's why when he did all of this, they knew what they were doing. And there's a lot of facts that the founding members who the founding fathers had nothing to do with any of this. That's the only way they could write the documents that they wrote. And more than half of the signers were met with horrible deaths, just like the apostles, horrible deaths, ruined them, burned their crops, um, killed them, killed their families, um, put their wives into enslavement types of of options, I made their children report unto them. It was a horrific thing that they did to them, exactly like was done in Europe. We have not been away from what they did in Europe. And when they brought all this in in 1864, <clears throat> and by 1871, when he brought the New World Order here to Charleston, they did it because of those breakers outside. And I've mentioned this before, is that they brought in all these people. We have no idea how many people have been brought in. And undocumented has been forever. And they brought him in, especially from Germany and Switzerland. Germany and Switzerland. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover, father Germany, mother Switzerland. Nothing, no town, no county, no province, no anything of any country. They just came. And so we've had to research docs. But there aren't really docs that tell us the truth because all they did in America, they didn't sign in within us, anybody in Ellis Island. We had to sign our people in with Ellis Island. So we have not been operating the same way as those controlling us from the very beginning of our nation. And that's what they do. Number 43 in the 45 points is you must take over a nation before they become self-governing. Well, thank you for coming in and, uh, expanding on that taking the time to do that sheila i appreciate it let me check in back with coach hey coach are you in your car now can you come in if not spencer i sent you a link did you happen to get that link all right it should be in your email uh roger weaver you had your hand up you with us today, brother? All right, I don't think we've got Roger Weaver. Clay, I'm here. There he is. I get the only thing I would ask is on this, I would then need someone to explain the position of deacon and elder that has been in every Bible translation I have ever read. Um, I've been both. I believe they are ordained positions in the church. I believe also in the fivefold ministry positions. Um, I'm not a big support, supporter of prophetic, 
Because I think the Bible says if they're wrong, we're supposed to do something bad to them, and we never do. We just let them keep on prophesizing. But I've been an elder, a deacon, in a number of different churches in my life. I feel it is a biblical position 100%. So um, that's just my position on that particular topic. Okay, I appreciate it. Did you get that link, Spencer? All righty. I want to bring Craig Mickle in here in just a minute. Uh, God says, you're my friend. Jesus said, you're my friend if you do what I say. He said to love others. He said to be servants. And he said to follow him and to carry your cross. Now, America keeps going downhill. And it's not going to get better. Unless people do something, get off the butt and do something. And God's, I believe God's putting us to a test and uh, he's uh, putting us in a position to where we can't be lazy and comfortable. We're going to have to do something in order to make this better. Now they want us to believe that America's lost, uh, but we've got people that are starting to put boots on the ground and, and they're active every day. And one of them is uh is Craig Mickle, and he's got a website called Saving God's Children. I want to play a uh, a song right now and let you let you listen to this song, and then we'll bring Craig in if we don't have Coach back, and and let Craig tell about his website. All right, go ahead and play that video, Spencer. Brick by brick. Stick by stick, their castles coming down. Just to be sure it don't grow back, we better burn the ground. Dirty water, dark and deep, the unspeakable's about to speak. You can hold your ears, you can close. Your eyes Whoa, heaven hears the children cry Whoa, tick-tock, tick Drip, drop, drip Death will not kill your pain The hidden things will be revealed Here comes the hurricane Ah, you must know this won't end well For you a special place and help from your filthy crimes There's no place to hide Oh, heaven hears the children Heaven hears angels save every tear. Heaven sees, heaven hears angels save every tear. Heaven sees, heaven hears. 
Politician, preacher, man Got your head in the sand Think Jesus will understand He will not understand Heaven hears the children cry Whoa, heaven hears the children cry Spencer, can you pull up a uh, Matthew 18, 1 through 6, please? All right. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as a little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You'll have to scroll on down. Or it says, uh, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Now, now we got a, a, a brother in here, Craig Mickle. Most of you know him. But Craig Mickle has started a ministry called uh, Saving God's Children. Are you with us this morning, Craig? Yeah, Craig, I am. When I, I, honestly, I wouldn't call it a ministry. I would call it, I hope, a resource because the resource is for you to make it a ministry, not for me to make it a ministry. So um, that's that's why this website was designed. Well, do you want us to pull up the website? Uh, tell us tell us more about this because at the men's huddle, brother, you uh, you brought some signs and. Uh, and 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 you've got a plan to get these signs out and, and get them into churches. And, I mean, you're really in the fight to do something about what we just saw in that video. Right. Well, the thing is, is um, I'm, I'm equipping the saints who want to get involved, okay, and don't know where to start. All right. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can You can come alongside with what I've provided you and and you know use those tools and that's what they are they're your tools to make a difference in your local community and if you're not aware of what's going on um i provide if you look up at the top there's a awareness and training tab there's all types of information there that you can easily share you, know, you can share it with your pastor or you can share it with your kids right i have training on sextortion um you know what is human trafficking it, it's all laid out and all i've done is i've clipped and pasted what others have done right and if you look and it says about getting involved it says james 122 don't be doers don't 
don't be do uh, just here's the word, but doers, right? Um, and uh, now you want to go up to awareness and training there, uh, Mr. Producer. And if you look at that, okay, you'll, you'll see there's two tabs there. Uh, there's a human trafficking 101 you can take, sextortion. You can understand how kids are sending pictures and being held hostage for ransom with money. And 20, I think it was 25 uh, kids under 18 killed themselves because they were being extorted for the pictures that they sent. You can take a, a class from Truckers Against Trafficking and get a little uh, a certificate you can print out. Below, you'll see, uh, these are documentaries here. Uh, Stolen is, is from San Diego. So it's really a good program. Uh, Contraland is for uh, Vets for Child Rescue, Craig Sawyer. That's their uh, documentary. So you can go through all this and, and uh, learn about what human trafficking is. And then at the very bottom, it should be uh, of the main page, Okay, you'll be able to, see, you should see Sheila Zelensky's prayer. And that's why I said we can, <laughs> you can come down here, right there. Uh, prayer protection for children. Download and print this prayer right there. And this was a, a, a prayer that when we come in one accord, right, and we agree, then we do, uh, we do work together. That's what Acts is. If you look at Acts in the first eight chapters, highlight and they are mm -hmm. one accord. We can be of one accord about this, and the Lord will answer and move. So that's Greg, it, you know. That, you know. Uh, the, the symbol you've got there is a key. And uh, if, I, if I'm understanding this right, the reason that you used a key there is because the key to doing something about this is for everybody to do their part and to get involved. Is that right? That's right. That's right. You hold the key. You hold the key to impact this. You hold the key spiritually because you can you can fight it in the spiritual realm. And you hold it locally, which is what Coach is saying. You can just reach out, make contacts. You can use this website as a tool for you to do something about human trafficking in your own local community. And, you know, if we have a minute, um, if you go down, I just put on here um, next to the mission there. There's the five uh, uh, signs of human trafficking. Could you play that? It's just a two-minute thing, but it tells you how bad that is here. Okay. Sure thing. Let's go ahead and run it now.
So Clay, you know, uh, we always like to play these little videos at church, right? So if you're a pastor or an elder or deacon, or just someone that wants to go to your pastor and say, um, could you go to Saving God's Children and capture that clip? And could you put that up there before you do your sermon and do a sermon on it? You're, you're given the statistics right there. It's a very powerful, powerful thing there, right? And yes, then the other, it's extremely powerful. I was, that's what I was going, going to say was in that one little, uh, that one little segment, there was a lot of information in there. And that is a great tool for bringing awareness out. So if people can view that video, but you could even have a, a video like that, that could be played across the airways to where when people are driving down the road in their cars, they could, they could have a commercial that, that says every, all those statistics in there to bring awareness to people. I mean, right. And, and the last thing I would really encourage people to do is if you go back to the website is go back to the victim stories because it's, you listen to these victims I mean, you'll learn more about what their lives are, 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 okay? If you see all these little, anything that has a little, it's a button. Everything has buttons that takes you to somewhere. And you'll go through and you'll listen to different people who have been involved. And a lot of it is families, families selling their daughters out. Uh, this young lady that did a TED Talk, she was... 12 years old and she ran away from Fairfax, Virginia and was taken up into here. They're, you know, five, 10 minutes long, but you'll, you'll get a good handle of what's really going on. If you just watch some of the videos and go to some of these links. Well, thank Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Clay, for giving me some time. Go to the website. And contact Craig Mickle so you can find out how to get some signs that'll help advertise his website and uh, and keep this ball rolling on this, folks. Now, let's see if Coach wants to come back in. Coach, you there? All right, I was hoping they may want to come back in and just close the show out for us. But uh, it's been great, great being here today with you. And tomorrow morning... Tune back in at 7 a.m. We'll have communion, and Coach will be back. Great to be with you.